Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to a new episode of Field Days, an award-winning podcast about news and hot topics related to the Michigan Department of Corrections. Here are your almost witty hosts, Chris Gouts and Greg Straub. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Field Days podcast. I'm Greg Straub, joined as always by the department spokesperson, Chris Gouts. Chris, you know it's that time of year, man. You know, you can't drive down the street without seeing pumpkins this way for sale or... Um, I know you like to go to Starbucks all the time, um, or Bigby, and, and get your uh, pumpkin spice latte, right? That was going to be my joke for you. I don't drink that stuff. But. Oh, that's right. You're allergic to caffeine. I forgot about <laughs> that. That's right. Who's allergic to caffeine, by the way? Uh, but, you know, it is that time of year where, uh, you know, it's, it's Halloween time. There's pumpkins. There's lots of different things going on, going on in the fall. And the MDOC, you know, is, is no different during this time. A lot of facilities around the state grow pumpkins. I know you know that, Chris, but I don't know if a lot of other staff uh, know that we actually grow pumpkins and, you know, we do a lot of cool things with pumpkins, and um, today's guest we have on uh, is no different. Up in up in Alger, up in the UP, we have uh, Warden Kathy Bauman on, and we have Acting Rum Patty Hubble on with us today. So, Kathy and Patty, thank you so much for coming on Field Days and kind of talking to us about a really cool program you guys have up there. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for inviting us. Thank you. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to talking um, to you guys about this because I know you guys grow your own pumpkins every year up there. You guys do some really cool things with the prisoners who actually will paint designs on the pumpkins, right? And how, how does that process work? What, how, do, how do they know what to paint? Um, well, we do. We put out a, an email to staff saying, you know, we'll paint a pumpkin, you just tell us what you want. They'll send photos or send an idea what they want. So we do a picture, and then the inmates custom paint it onto a pumpkin. We have three different sizes they can do, and then they're priced accordingly. And, and people just love it. I mean, we've had people order one and two, three, four, five. I mean, they just can't get enough of them. That, that is cool. So so if I wanted a picture of Chris on a pumpkin, I could just send you in a picture of him, and then I could get his, his face on a pumpkin and buy that? Is that how that works? Yeah. You send us a picture, or, and if you want him done as Frankenstein, we'll do him as Frankenstein. Okay. And how I do can I, deliver it to you next week. How do I do this right now immediately? <laughs> Don't uh, give him any ideas. I guess, has anybody actually asked for Chris Gouts' face on a pumpkin? <laughs> No, actually, oh. they have not. We've had some really amazing Batmans, Spider-Mans. <laughs> um, of course, up here, the Lions and the Packers. Oh, yes. Packers were huge. Yeah, Definitely. Packers were huge up there. Okay, so, and then, and then the, the staff purchase these, right? They, they buy these? Yep, the staff purchase them. Okay, and what do you guys do with um, the proceeds that you guys get? 100% of the money is going to the UP Honor Flight. Okay. Um, I'm okay. not familiar. When I say 100%, we, there's no money into it for us. 100% of the money goes to the Honor Flight. Okay. Many so look, of the prisoners also donate the paint to paint the yes. pumpkins. Um, they do all the artwork. Great. That, I mean, that's, that's awesome stuff. And I'm assuming, how do you know who, uh, who's, who's the painters in the facility? What we did is we went with um, Inmates in the Dog Program. We have a lot of talented artists in that. And, you know, we, we know what kind of work they do, so they volunteered. And then the dog team as a whole actually took on the pumpkin project, and then they did it as a group. Some didn't know how to paint, and they taught each other. So oh, they, cool. did, they did it as a, as a whole group, and it turned out really good. I think the most important part about this is it's cool that the staff get to purchase um, some really nice artwork on pumpkins, and it's, you know, it's kind of festive during this time of year. But you said you donate 100% of the money to the UP Honor Flight. Talk more about that. What's, what's this organization? The Upper Peninsula Honor Flight is actually one of the hubs for the, uh, the nation's honor flights. There's actually 131 honor flight hubs in the United States. It's uh, specially designed for veterans from World War II and the Korean War, although they are taking applications for um, veterans from the Vietnam War at this time. Um, it's designed to get them to Washington, D.C. to see the monument. Uh, it costs $550 to send 
a veteran and their guardian, they need to bring a guardian with them. Um, the UP Honor Flight actually is on their 14th mission, and Elger alone has sent five veterans. And we're just short $250 to send our sixth veteran on the UP Honor Flight. Well, that is really impressive. Um, and, you know, I, I've been familiar with this organization for, you know, for quite a while, too, and, and I'm a very big supporter of that. And so, Kathy, I know you said you're going to be down here uh, next week for a meeting. And so when you do, stop into my office, and I'll have a donation for you so that you can help uh, get to your goal of getting to that next one. And I, and I would... We'll have to design you a Central Michigan pumpkin. <laughs> there you go. You don't have to do that. I'll do it for I'll do it for free. Um, but but uh, and I would hopefully I would encourage other staff around the state uh, to find honor flights uh, in their area or, or find a ways to donate because it's a really really worthwhile cause and everybody hopefully has a probably knows a World War II veteran or somebody in their family. Um, and it's we've only got a few years left before these individuals are no longer with us, and so th- this is a, the perfect time to uh, to donate to such a great organization. That's a good point, Chris. They're estimating 640 World War II veterans die each day. So how, how did you get... As far as veterans for the honor flights, they have 27,272 um, veterans right now on the waiting list wow. to go and see the memorial. Well, that, that means you certainly need more donations. So um, how, how did you guys come up with uh, the honor flight is the, the organization that you guys wanted to put this money towards? Uh, well, we did it because that's something everyone can relate to. You know, there's a lot of different organizations out there. Everyone has a passion, but I think everyone has a family member or knows someone that's a veteran. And it's a perfect time of year with the the pumpkins and the harvesting, and then we have the veteran celebration coming soon also. So it brings everyone together for a common goal and to have a little bit, bit of fun with it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, not all of the pumpkins that you guys uh, that are that are raised there at the facility uh, are used for, for these drawings. You also donate them to, to other things as well. Is that right? Yes, we do, donated 100 of them to the local school this year, along with two that they painted up with, you know, like kid-like themes. We did um, the Ice Princess and... Um, One of the other children. Yeah, Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. Yeah. So then they could auction them off or whatever they wanted. Oh, that, that's a great idea. You know, I know that... You know, some kids, you know, unfortunately, maybe they don't uh, live near a pumpkin patch or their, their parents aren't able to get get them out. And, and so this is a really nice a nice thing that you can do. And I know a lot of facilities around the state will do this and grow them, and they take them to you know elementary schools or kindergartens, uh, and it's a really, really neat thing. And, and later on in this episode, we're going to highlight some of the other facilities uh, and what they do in growing pumpkins. It's just a really nice way for, for the prisoners and the staff uh, to give back to the communities uh, that they live in. Yeah, the kids loved them. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know uh, Greg was talking earlier about you know, how you find the artist, and uh, you know, for those who haven't had the pleasure of uh, getting a, a tour of, of Alger uh, facility, correctional facility with with, uh, with Warren Bowman, um, it's you're hard pressed to, to walk around those housing units and not see the just amazing artwork that's found all over the walls there. And I know that we've promoted uh, some of that. We've we've posted those on social media before, so hopefully some people have seen some of just incredible uh, designs and artwork and it sounds like you're now translating these uh, onto these pumpkins and uh, it, it's it's really cool to see and I know for sure we will if we haven't already we'll make sure that we get some of these designs and, and pictures of these pumpkins that you that you sent us uh, along and we'll, we'll post those online for everybody to see as well. That would be great. We've had some amazing um, we had one officer that had almost all of Harry Potter yeah. Voldemort, Harry yeah. Potter, <laughs> the characters we've had another Jurassic Park fan that had 
the rapt blew the raptor from Jurassic World and some other Jurassic Park dinosaurs done. So just amazing. Very realistic. Chris, I emailed you some of them, so they're very realistic. Sure. Ann Sherry herself has one of her dog. That's right. Well, she's a, she's a youper too. That's right. Yeah. Yes, gotta... she is. And the director um, received one last year. Yeah, that's no, that's great. Um, you know, we'll make sure to put a lot of these uh, the the pictures out on social media when we put the podcast out. <clears throat> but did you? How did you guys come up with this idea? Originally, when we toured Lakeland for our dog program, we saw what they were doing down there. So we, you know, wanted to do something like that. I contacted the facility. They were great in helping me, you know, get started, telling me what kind of paint, you know, what to do, how they went about, you know, promoting and selling them, and we just went from there. We started last year, and we didn't have a lot of pumpkins, so we started small, and this year we had a lot of pumpkins to paint, and they're tired. The painters are tired now, and they did a good job. Well, how much did you guys end up uh, raising in total uh, this year uh, with all the pumpkins? All the money is not completely in, but right now we're at $1,300. Wow, that's really, really impressive. Yeah, th- you know, that is very impressive. And, you know, you, you guys are doing some awesome stuff. I mean, only for the second year of doing this, you've, you've already said you have you've donated to five veterans to go to D.C., which is uh, which is amazing. I mean, that's, you've, you've just impacted five people's lives and their families. And it's, it's great what you guys are doing up there. You guys are making a difference every single day with your creativeness, with, with doing some unique things in your facilities. I, I've seen when Chris was up there a couple of years ago, you know, I, I saw the artwork at the facility. It's, it's amazing. Um, and you guys, you know, we can't thank you both enough for not only what you do um, for our department, but for giving back in your communities. You know, you're, you're making kids' lives better by giving them an opportunity to have a pumpkin on, on Halloween. Um, so thank you guys for what you do every single day. You know, you're, you're making an impact. And, and more importantly, thanks for coming on Field Days and kind of talking about it. We appreciate it. Can we plug one more thing while we're here? Oh, absolutely. Go ahead. Um, we have a Facebook page, as you know, um, named after our dog program, Dogs Adapt. And it's D-A-W-G-Z, Adapt, A-D-A-P-T. And you'll see a lot of our pumpkins on there. You know, and you'll see the different things that we do also. The dogs that we train and, you know, what we do in the program. So. Yeah, thanks, guys. We really appreciate you coming on today. Thank you. We appreciate it. And I also want to thank the department um, for allowing not only Elger Correctional but other facilities to do these types of things and these programs and making sure that our veterans are celebrated and they know that how important they are to us. And yeah. Yeah, well, well said, Kathy. Thank you very much for saying that. All right, Chris, well, let's continue our theme of Halloween and pumpkins. You know, uh, we just got done talking to staff at the Alger Correctional Facility about some great things they're doing down there, uh, you know, with pumpkins and, and donating the pumpkins and getting money for uh, a very good cause. Let's, let's continue this theme, and uh, it's no different when you go from the Upper Peninsula all the way down to almost the border of Michigan, right? So we're, we're going to talk to some staff from Gus Harrison uh, down in Adrian, and they also have uh, a great pumpkin program down there, too. And I'm, I'm happy to have on Tim Buis, who's a CPC down there. Tim, thanks for coming on Field Days. Really appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So before we get into the questions, Tim, let's, let's talk about what you do for the department. I've been uh, worked for the department for 13 years. I've been a CPC uh, special activities for about eight years. Uh, so I'm in charge of the gardens and uh, a lot of other things here. But, you know, the gardens take up a lot of the time throughout the summer. Well, let's, let's talk about that. So what, what, kind of, uh, what kind of pumpkin operation do you guys have going on down there? We grow um, giant pumpkins. They're as big as we can get them from year to year. Um, with our biggest being back in 2014, we grew a 797-pound pumpkin, and uh, last year or this year, we've only grown a couple smaller ones, uh, 150 and 148 pounds. We actually started as a, a challenge. We um, Chippewa Correctional back in 2006. 
six, grew a 275-pound pumpkin, and um, we decided at Gus Harrison, or actually back then it was Par Highway, that we wanted to grow one bigger. And our first year in 2007, we grew a 711-pound pumpkin, so it was way more than we thought we could ever do. And since then, we've been trying to beat that every year. So are you guys the official undisputed champion of uh, pumpkin growing now? Well, I would say we are the official champion of um, giant pumpkin growing. Okay. But I don't know if we have a plaque to show that. Or well, not. I think you guys, I think I think you you guys need, need a belt. Yeah, you guys need a belt. To, get, to, you got MSI over there. Get, tell Will to get on, <laughs> get on board I, and get you, you something. You know what? That's going in an email later this afternoon. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Tim, let's, let's talk about that. What is, what is uh, I mean, so you got this idea to try to beat Chippewa Correction Facility. But what, can you tell us what, what the specialty is in growing almost 800 pound pumpkin they're really um you start with a specific kind of seed um but and the genetics of the seed play an important role in it but other than water and a lot of you know tlc having uh, one or two prisoners and having staff check on them all the time um there really aren't too many secrets you can't really water them enough um, they get more gallons of water than it's kind of unheard of but in order to grow 700 pound pumpkin you do have to grow it um, and add a lot of water and stuff to it. So, but there, we don't really have a secret, nor do we really want to share any of our. Yeah, secrets. Yeah, I figured but. you wouldn't want to give, <laughs> give us your give us your secret here. But that's funny you say that because Chris and I were talking about, you know, how the heck do you grow a you know a large pumpkin? And Chris said, I, I think it's just water. So actually, I was making fun of him, but I, maybe he was right then. So it, it is just a lot of water and uh, a special seed that. Uh, allows you to grow an 800 pound pumpkin that's amazing chris kudos yeah. well done and we can't we can't go straight to the store and um, pick up supplies you know because we're growing them inside the facility so yeah we have to kind of adapt with just what we got here after you grow these large pumpkins do you guys have other pumpkins there too or are you just you guys we, go for the lately we've been growing some white um pumpkins and actually we donate them um we back up to uh farm carpenter farms they do a lot for the community. They bring school groups in. They have um, little tours and stuff. So we love having them as a neighbor. So from year to year, we donate one or two of our giant pumpkins to them. Um, like I said, the school groups come. We, we actually, like you guys said, because we have the license plate factory there, we um, create little license plate carpenter farms with the weight of the pumpkin grown and donated by Gus Harrison. So they, tell, they talk us up uh, a lot. They love having us as a neighbor, and we love having them as a neighbor, so we donate to them. Um, and also, um, we have a tailgate party uh, before the Michigan-Michigan State game, um, so you can purchase tickets or donate canned goods to Fishes and Loaves, which is a local food bank, so all the money gets contributed to them. Um, so staff are able to purchase these painted tickets. MSI does a good job of painting up, you know, some Michigan, Michigan State themes, along with some Halloween themes, to, um, to they paint those white pumpkins and even some of our larger pumpkins, and staff can bid on them or, or um, purchase tickets to win in a drawing. How much do you, do you happen to know how much you typically raise uh, in a year to, to, to fish and loaves through that fundraiser? No, probably over $1,000 every year, I believe, if not more. Oh, that, that's great. Do anything else with the pumpkin? Do you have any smaller ones? Do you donate to any of the schools, or is it just the, the ones that you send over to Carpenter and then the ones you do for the fundraiser? We just we only do Carpenter Farms and the fundraiser. Um, on the north side, every, every other year or whenever they can find the space and the time, they've grown some pumpkins that we've donated also to Fishes and Loaves and to some other places. Um, but we don't seem to have the space for it. We do. We have a ton of gardens, but um, we do a lot of donations of other vegetables too. Mm-hmm. So, in order to grow a 700-pound plus pumpkin, 
Um, clearly, you need a lot of space for that, um, and, and I'm assuming you have that um, there. Um, but but how early do you have to start? How when do you start that process uh, to get them uh, ready for October? They're, yeah, they're grown from seed in our greenhouse. They're started I, early on May June. They're they're there's a lot to it. The the seeds as plants they. It really takes. I can't even explain it. My the guys that work in the greenhouse do do an excellent job on it. Um, but it really, you start in May. They don't. They need to be covered at night when it gets a little cold. And even in throughout the summer, when the sun is beating down on them, they actually put blankets on them because the skin it's growing so fast in such a quick period of time um, that the sun will actually scar them and they won't grow as big. <laughs> So you guys have definitely learned, uh, or did, did anybody have any particular skills in this, or did you just kind of trial and error and, and learn how to, how to yeah, do this? Yeah, we've, we've done some trial and error, but we have a, a couple greenhouse guys um, and that do a really good job of it. And I'm, I'm learning myself. I mean, yes, I've been doing it for a couple of years, but um, there's always different tricks and, and things you can learn from year to year, so... Well, I, I know for Sam that your your uh, the, the folks and the, the prisoners in your greenhouse do a really good job because they're also the ones who make the poinsettias uh, yeah. that, that are sent up here. Uh, we send those to the governor's office and, and around uh, some of the uh, central office and, and other places here, and they're really beautiful. And, and people really yeah. look forward to those every year. Yeah, and we also, I mean, throughout the year between the north side and the south side of Gus Harrison, we donate over ten thousand pounds of produce, uh, vegetables, to the community. So. That's another big thing we do here that we're really proud of. I mean, we go on a weekly basis out to the community and donate to a bunch of different places. So we we love to talk ourselves up about that too. Yeah. What do you um, What do you think that the prisoners get get out of that? What do you hear from them as to why they what pride is is it giving back? Why do they enjoy doing it so much? I, it's both a pride. It, it's a little bit prideful, um, but also they love giving back. They a lot of them know they've been. Um, maybe not the best kind of citizen. And if they are able to give, you know, a couple hundred pounds or they grow uh, the pumpkin because they know the kids want to come see it or they're growing, you know, green peppers or onions or tomatoes and it goes into the community and, you know, that they get something out of that. They know they're helping somebody else. So they, they really like doing it. Well, well, very cool. Um, you know, uh, being from from that area, I, I knew that you. I knew I was familiar with that, and I think we're going to take uh, our kids to go in, into Carpenter Farms this year. Mr. Carpenter used to be my algebra teacher, so I'm very familiar with. Uh, You're aging yourself, Chris. I'm age, definitely aging myself. Um, but uh, it's a very, very cool operation. I'm really glad that we you could, you could be on uh, to talk about what you do, and uh, it's really it's a great another great way that that uh, our prisons have found to, to give back to the community and, and to the children in that area to, for the folks who need uh, that are going to the, the fishes and loaves pantry. Just a really great operation overall, and it's uh, very cool to see uh, huge pumpkins like that. The kids do really get a kick out of them. So, thank yeah, you for do. thank you for all you do, and thank you for coming on Field Days today. No, you're welcome. It was fun. Well, Chris, you know what a fun podcast to talk about some of the cool things going on around Halloween uh, involving pumpkins. You know, pumpkins is are, are it's a fun time of year. You know, kids are out carving pumpkins. The MDOC is growing pumpkins for some very important things, like you've heard today, like to give to schools, to give to um, the honor flights to give to local farms and uh you know there's a lot of other great things going on in other facilities around pumpkins too right chris yeah so we uh we had uh, holly uh, in my office uh, pulled a bunch of the facilities around the state and asked and I, ho- I hope that i'm not forgetting any but i'll read through these quickly because they they took the time to let us know but uh chippewa correctional facility has raised um like more about more than 300 pumpkins and well they started the whole competition with uh, gus, gus yeah. harrison there yeah 
Yeah, and so they've uh, their pumpkins uh, total have grown um, about 1,200 pounds of pumpkins uh, this year, so that's very impressive. Uh, Lakeland Correctional Facility, uh, they donated pumpkins to the branch uh, to local schools in Branch County for Halloween. Uh, Marquette uh, Correctional or Marquette Branch Prison uh, donated um, almost more than 230 pumpkins to the local DHHS office for their annual Halloween party. Uh, Cooper Street Correctional Facility. In September, donated more than 100 pumpkins to uh, uh, various uh, charities in, in the Jackson area. Uh, Muskegon Correctional Facility, their horticulture program, grew a pumpkin uh, weighing 153 pounds. It's on display at their facility. They still got a little ways to go, but that's a pretty good size yeah, they're pumpkin. About six, seven hundred pounds off, right? Yeah, good there. <laughs> Yeah, maybe they can contact the folks in uh, Gus Harrison. They can uh, get some tips on it. Chris, the key is put lots of water on it. Lots of water. Lots of water. Lots yes. of water. And uh, at uh, ICF, uh, they are also growing pumpkins and donating them to a local school uh, in Ionia. So, uh, and I'm sure that there's many more. Uh, and it's a, it's a very popular uh, thing for, for facilities to do. And hopefully maybe after this we've spurred some uh, folks and some other CPCs and other prisons to, uh, to get on board and, and start doing this next year. Well, I'm going to give it a shot at my house and try to grow a 800-pound pumpkin, see if I can yeah, get I've it. Got, so. I've got water. I've got, uh, I don't yeah, have lo- Lots of water. <laughs> I've got water, though. <laughs> no, it's great. You know, it's, it's wonderful to hear, you know, how our facilities are giving back to the communities. It's so important. You know, we talk about all the great stuff going on in the MDOC as far as programming and, you know, things that staff are doing. But, you know, this is, this is important because the facilities, the facilities are, are giving back to their local communities, to their local schools, to the DHHS, um, you know, state agencies for their parties. It's a, it's a great thing happening across, I mean, a lot of facilities across the state of Michigan. So, you know, it, it's great to be able to share their stories and promote them because um, they're doing some really, really great things uh, around the state. But, Chris, you know, this has been a, this has been a fun episode uh, for us to kind of get to know some of the facility staff and what they're doing around uh, growing pumpkins in the communities. But what's next week? It's a very important day. It's November 6th, right? It's a day off, yeah. It's Well, for you, yes. But for most people in Michigan <coughs> and around the country, they're going to vote. It's, uh, it, it's election day. And uh, so, you know, we, we always urge everyone to, to let their voice be heard and go vote. Um, but more importantly than the vote, we have a pretty cool episode of Field Days, right, on your day off. Yeah, so on your day off, hopefully you'll either come back. Uh, go vote, ho- and on the way there, back. listen. Yeah, Go vote, and then, yeah, on your, on your commute, listen if you've got a work phone. If not, when you get back to the office, uh, you can you can pull it up uh, on your email. We have a really great episode. We found some great MDOC employees who are uh, elected officials, some some big-town mayors, some small-town mayors, and everywhere in between. So some former friends of the and pod. And no Aggie. <laughs> yeah, so two former friends of the pod, yeah. uh, a former host of the pod, and two mayors who have a really special connection that I'll, I'll let you uh, learn about more on Election Day. But it's very special. That's right. So make sure you stay tuned next Tuesday on Election Day uh, to a special edition uh, uh, election episode. So um, see you next week. Tune in to Field Days Podcast. All right. As always, thank you for listening. We'd love it if you would help us spread the word about the podcast. You can do that by subscribing to the show on iTunes and leave us a review. You can always follow the department on Facebook at MI Corrections and on Twitter at Michigan DOC, as well as the FOA account at MDOC FOA and the CFA account at MDOC CFA. And you can send any questions you have to the show using the hashtag AskFieldDays. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to Field Days Podcast.